Good morning, afternoon, evening, and good night. This is the Ben O'Clock News, and my name is Benedict Esdale. Our first point of order for today, I spent last weekend at my parents' house in the countryside, which was lovely. Now, you may remember that last week's episode was recorded a couple of days in hand, and I am happy to announce that today's episode is also being recorded, of course, in advance, but only by one day today, or this week rather, rather than the two days, or even three days that I think it was last week. It is Saturday the 29th of July, which means tomorrow is Sunday the 30th of July, and a very happy final weekend of July to you. Let's dive into some news, shall we? Firstly, and apologies to any non-sports fans or sports anti-fans, I should say, it is time for an update in the cricket. England are playing in the fourth test of the Ashes, uh, sorry, the fifth and final test of the Ashes. I'm just uh, written fourth down here and I'm just looking at it. It is the fourth... It is the fifth test of the Ashes, and in the fourth test, which I was not able to fully update you on last week, uh, it was a draw. It was a draw due to the rain, which is very embarrassing for England, Australia, and cricket in general to have such a high stakes and really exciting uh, game come to a draw at such a climactic point because of weather. And I know there are a lot of people who are upset by that and disappointed, and a lot of people, uh, very much you know, pundits and and players included, not just people on the ground. Um, people watching, saying that the the things should change and that it shouldn't be that way and that uh, climactic moments should be allowed to be played out. But we're currently playing in the fifth test between England and Australia. Uh, England are 377 runs ahead with one wicket remaining in their second innings. Australia are yet to bat. And that's all going on at the Oval in Kennington in London. And uh, uh, some news has just come through. This is actual genuine news. uh, And that is Stuart Broad has announced his retirement from cricket. Uh, This test will be his last. He'll be out uh, batting tomorrow morning. Um, Himself and James Anderson are the last two in for England and then he'll be have the ball in hand for Australia's second innings and we'll see if he can go out with a bang and get a few wickets there. And now it's time for the cultural section. I went to three, that's right, three plays this week. Now, I am in the uh, sort of uh, theatrical business, so it may not surprise you that I went to three plays, Um, but not only did I go to three plays in a week, I went to three plays in three days. On Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday nights, I went to three different plays at three different theatres to watch three different troops of actors uh, perform in their various ways. The first on Tuesday night was Rita Lynn at the Rosemary Branch. That was a wonderful, wonderful one-woman show about cocaine addiction. Um, I didn't realise, actually, semi or completely, or at least partially, autobiographical um, for the actress who was in that, which makes it even more harrowing to watch someone talking about their life story in such sort of, um, uh, well, candid detail, and uh, is it, it's just, it's it would have been interesting going in knowing it was autobiographical, biographical, I should say, um, but it's almost more interesting not knowing that and then coming out and going, oh, yeah, well, no, no, yeah, it's different, oh, interesting. Uh, the second play I went to was called Outlier. That was at the Broccoli Jack, not at the Jackson's Lane Theatre, as I thought it was when I booked the ticket, the Jackson's Lane Theatre being about 20 minutes from me and the Broccoli Jack being about an hour and a half from me in South London. But I did go and I did enjoy it very much. A one-man show this time, um, a 
about a beautiful story, sort of centering around a, a grinder hookup um, between the character Jack and another man on a, a GAA field set in Dublin, and the sort of repercussions of that um, one night. A beautiful story, uh, very well acted uh, by Connor Murray, my dear friend. And the third and final play that I saw this week on Thursday night was Four Felons and a Funeral. And this was an Edinburgh preview, so if you are going up to the Edinburgh Fringe Festival this August, uh, very soon, in fact, get it being the 30th of July, then I can recommend that you go and see Four Felons and a Funeral. I have no idea where or when it will be on, but it's quite a distinctive name, so I'm sure you'll be able to find it. And uh, another friend of mine was in that production, and it was absolutely hilarious hilarious about four friends who steal their fifth friend's ashes after they have uh, suffered with an illness and passed away but the four friends they go to the funeral they steal the ashes and they go on a bit of a madcap journey um not just geographically but also within themselves and i'll say no more about that but it's very funny and very good Continuing our cultural section on this uh, news bulletin podcast, Wes Anderson's Asteroid City, as well as being um, a good film, in my opinion, uh, also has a great exhibition going on at 180 Soho, no, 180 Strand, I believe it's called, 180 Strand, it's on Strand, and I think it's in 180, uh, it, there's a Soho building, it's it's a, anyway, you'll find it, it's at 180 Soho Studio, 180 Studios, Strand, there we go. There we go. And it's all about Asteroid City. They've got some of the props from the film, or at least um, exact replicas. Um, and it's wonderful to see all the handmade, um, real props rather than everything just being green screen. Of course, I'm sure there was some green screen involved, but I'm told that they actually did build the sets of the uh, town, the small town in uh, in the Midwest in USA, um, Asteroid City, that is, the small town. Um, they actually built the set in Spain. Um, they sort of had some. Uh, mountains on boards to kind of cover up the whatever and and they built it it's quite a few, only a few buildings and they um they actually built it but lots of the props as well there's a bit with a train and i thought it was um i thought it must have been cg or or a real train but it was actually a real train but a small train a small make your own train um that only very very tiny people of about six or seven inches high would be able to ride on but i can very much recommend going along to that exhibition checking out the stuff um it's really cool to see some of the sets as well some of the um the small buildings the tents the little um what are the, the little hotel rooms that they stay in all that kind of thing um very very cool indeed and the detail that goes into the props is exceptional and another exhibition that is definitely worth checking out is on at the Photographer's Gallery in Soho, Ramillies, Romilly's Street, one of those, um, just off Oxford Street heading south. Um, you go down a little set of stairs and it's down there um, at the Photographer's Gallery. And that is by Evelyn Hoffer. Uh, H-O-F-E-R and uh, some wonderful photos there Evelyn Hoffer travelled around a lot took some beautiful it's street um, portraiture you might say but whereas a lot of street photography uh, is done sort of candidly taking pictures of people without them knowing just in their natural habitats doing whatever they're doing Evelyn um, was more focused on the person and the story that they had uh, sort of in a in the modern equivalent might be um, Humans of New York or something like that it's sort of where she's clearly met people just on the street and asked to take their portraits and the results are stunning there are some absolutely stunning portraits and pictures in that exhibition from her time in london as well as dublin of course and new york um all over 
the the world really lots of uh, wonderful pictures in there that's evelyn hoffer at the photographer's gallery Next up, I was lucky enough to go for dinner with a dear friend of mine, Solhi Kim. And Solhi, you may know, you may recognize the name. She is actually a uh, long-time listener to this program, so a shout-out to you, Solhi, and thank you for listening in and being such a big supporter of the Ben Clock News. Uh, but we, I was able to catch up with her recently. She's back in the UK after spending some time in the Republic of Korea, and I was able to ask her some questions, and uh, here I have the interview with with her. Uh, so, uh, very exciting. Uh, the next voice you hear will be me, I think, probably, but the one after that will be Solhi Kim. So, take it away, me. Hello, and uh, my name is Benedict, and I am here in uh, Hongdae Pocha, perhaps it's pronounced. Uh, I'm not entirely sure, but I'm with someone who knows uh, exactly how that might be pronounced, and that is uh, Kim Solhi. Hello, hello. And uh, Kim Solhi is from uh, Korea, uh, but you're in London now with me. And uh, can I ask you, how long have you been in London? Great. And um, uh, do you do you work here? Okay, fantastic. Um, and um, uh, sorry, can, can I just ask, ask about the, um, the the situation here? 지금 얘랑 소주를 먹고 있는데 진짜 너무 못 마셔가지고 계속 여기저기 소리치고 막 가르치는데 제 귀여워 죽겠네요. 어떡하죠? 진짜 아이고 여기 무당벌레도 있고 장갑도 있고. 여기 앞에 컵도 짚고 있고 여기 물병도 짚고 있네요. <웃음> 진짜 안경은 어떡해요. <웃음> 자, 옷은 너무 귀엽네요. 네, 옷은 네, 패션업으로 목걸이도 지금 별자리 같은데요. 눈색은 파랑색이에요. 제 눈색은 파, 밤색이고요. <웃음> Brilliant. Uh, thank yeah. you very much. And just uh, my last question, um, uh, Kim Sohi. Yeah. Um, what do you think about the uh, developing situation in the Middle East? Middle East? Thank you. Thank you very much, Solhi. Thank you, Kim Solhi. Back to you in the studio. Thank you, Solhi, very much for talking with me. And uh, if you're wondering whether that was um, laughter or tears in the um, from Solhi there, um, well, I think uh, that her answers are, uh, are are testament enough to that. Tomorrow, which is actually the day this podcast will be released, of course, or last Sunday or today or whenever, uh, Sunday the 31st of July, I will be attending a BBQ. Now, I haven't been to a BBQ in a little while. The weather hasn't been the best, but uh, it does look like we're going to get some good weather over the next few weeks or August. And of course, uh, there was actually a news article recently, um, and and by which I mean one of our reporters went out and found out, speaking to some meteorologists, uh, that 40 degree summers in the UK are going to become commonplace thanks to global 
warming or um, no thanks to global warming, depending on um, how much you enjoy your long, hot summer. But yes, I will be going to a barbecue and I'm very excited. I have no idea what food will be barbecued. and I always think it's a bit interesting to see what kind of things people put together. You know, will there be just your standard burgers and sausages? And I think I've talked about this on this uh, News Bulletin podcast before, but I'm interested in what people's barbecue standards are, especially as um, uh, vegetarianism and veganism become more popular, especially in London, that is. Um, I'm interested to see what people uh, stick on the barbecue. I know that my girlfriend, Abby, was at a barbecue today, although I haven't actually um, found out the specifics of what she ate. I'm sure I will at some point. Um, but or, 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 or actually, um, Abby, if, if you're listening to this now, um, and, and we haven't spoken in the last few days, um, well, one, um, call, call me, I, I guess. Um, I hope I hope we have spoken. Um, sorry. Uh, uh, but what did you have at the barbecue? You went to Steph's for a barbecue. Um. Okay. Yeah. I am very happy to announce that I passed my orange belt grading exam at Taekwondo yesterday. Uh, yesterday, of course, being Friday, very confusingly. Um, but yes, Friday I was selected to take the exam and I passed, which means I'm now an orange belt. Um, I have passed, started at white, of course, uh, everyone does, and then yellow stripe, yellow orange stripe and now orange my fifth belt and I'm looking at the other four stacked up and um, wondering what to do with those a nice way of displaying them I think you can get sort of wall hanging belt display systems sort of like uh, a sword rack um, but instead of instead of uh, sort of rapiers and and um, what are they what are they called the um, the Japanese ones that uh, you sort of hold them and you, you cut and you slash Oh, what are they? Ah, oh, come on! All the not scimitar. It's something like, um, oh, you know the samurai, uh, slashing, stabbing, sword, uh, swear, ha, sh, Oh God, that's gonna annoy me. Anyway. A rack of those, except instead of those um, belts and just just belts. Um, and by belt, of course, um, a, a martial arts belt, not a keep your trousers up belt. And so these are strips of um, just coloured um, fabric, um, sort of a heavy heavy canvas material, I think, or thick thick sort of cotton canvas um, material. Oh, what are those swords called? Oh, you know what they are, don't you? Um, um, slashy, stabby. Swordy things for samurai. Um, oh, n- you know what? It'll come to me. It'll come to me in a minute. While I try and remember the name of the uh, traditional Japanese sword that um, it often samurais are depicted using, uh, an update um, from Mars. Our latest and newest and smallest reporter on the Ben O'Clock News team. He's been out, as always, uh, sniffing out news. He's not here right now, but he has been. He's been in and out of the studio, um, dropping off 
uh, notes and things and uh, and leaves and um, has been running around and he is very excited to soon be replicated in woodblock print form. That's his latest project. He's been designing a jig to hold woodblocks of uh, which are going to be printing um, sort of ink prints of himself, um, sold then for um, obscene amounts of money. Um, so he says I'm, i haven't seen his uh detailed business plans yet but i think if he if he sells even one of these prints um he'll make back all the money he's invested so far and uh he's planning he's planning to print about about 350 of them uh so i think he's going to be the first uh cat millionaire um at least the first one that i've ever met i i do believe there are some rich pets out there pets who uh, were the sole benefactors of wealthy and eccentric people across um, time who have donated all their worldly belongings. Kibu, no, Ki- does it begin with a K? So- no, God, what is it? A B K D E F F G H I J Le What is it? Sword. I can't get sword out of my head. Scythe? Scythe? No, it's not a. That's a like a a wheat reaping. Oh, scimitar, scythe, swords, stiletto, sandwich bag, scotch soda, spanking sort of sellotape. Oh, uh, stupid katana, katana, it's a katana, oh my god, oh, nothing to do with katana, you, or or katana, I don't, anyway, oh, that's what they hang on the wall in those, you know, oh god, katana, ah, gosh, sorry about that. And now it's time to return to Puzzle of the Week from the GCHQ Puzzle Book. Uh, Pit your wits against the people who cracked Enigma. That's how it's described on the front. And last week's puzzle, I've got it ready uh, already because I was... um, I've not been the best prepared for the puzzle section in the past, but last week's question was an age-old question. In 2011, members of the Ryman family, you may remember the Ryman family, were aged 11, 13, 41 and 47 which year will be the next to be quite so special for them. Uh, as always, you can let me know if you tried it out. Thanks for getting in touch for everyone who who tried out our uh, sort of phonetic um, question mark based one the week before. And there's a clue for this one, which I'll give you now, just in case you want to get a last minute solve in. And the clue is, are you primed for this one? Are you primed for this one? Are you primed for this one? Um, bit of an obvious clue there, I think, given that it was um, a numbers-based puzzle. Anyway, um, I say obvious. I have absolutely no idea what the answer is going to be. Probably the fact that, ah, it must be, it must be 11, 13, 41 and 47 are all prime numbers. So in which which year 
will be the next to be quite so special for them. So I guess if you go on uh, 12, 14, 42 and 48, obviously not. 13, 15, 43 and 49, no. Um, so it would be the next one, um, which I'm not going to work out now, but well done if you did work that out. And the answer is 2017. Um, they all had prime number ages in a year, which was also a prime number. Oh, well, that's a... I didn't realise that was a part of it, but it was. This happens again in 2017, which is a prime number, I suppose, when they will be aged 17, 19, 47, and 53. And that also adds up to 126, which isn't part of the puzzle. It's just a fun fact that I works out for you. You're welcome. Okay, let's move on. So this week's puzzle, um, congratulations if you got the prime numbers, is one way or another. Okay, you ready for this one? Solve these one-dimensional anagrams. Salty Sherry, Rain on Hall, Alpine Yam, A Lazy Mink, and I Insult Solomon. And I'll give those to you again. Salty Sherry, S-A-L-T-Y-S-H-E-R-R-Y. Rain on Hall, R-A-I-N-O-N-H-A-L-L. Alpine Yarn, A-L-P-I-N-E, uh, oh, sorry, Yam, yam <laughs> Y-A-M, Alpine Yam. A Lazy Mink, A-L-A-Z-Y-M-I-N-K. And I Insult Solomon, I-I-N-S-U-L-T. S-O-L-O-M-O-N. And I uh, recommend you don't insult Solomon, by the way. He's got a vicious temper. Um, So that is our puzzle for the week this week. And let me know if you have some idea of the answer. And um, yes, you can solve those one-dimensional anagrams. Today we're going to end the show with a fan favourite. It's on this day. Now, I'm not actually doing it on this day because this day was yesterday. So on tomorrow's day, which is today's day, it's the day the podcast is coming out, July the 30th. And there are some wonderful things that happened on July the 30th. In 762, Baghdad was founded, the city of Baghdad. And in 1729, the city of Baltimore, Maryland was founded just uh, under 1,000 years between those two cities, Baghdad and Baltimore. Um, sadly, in the year 579, the death of bum, 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 a pope, and it's Pope Benedict. It's Ben News and Pope News and On This Day News, and it was Benedict the first um, iconic uh, Benedict, of course, the first of by any other name. Um, the first of by any other name would smell as sweet, perhaps, or something else. And we've got two happy birthdays relevant to the news at the moment. The first is happy birthday to Jimmy Anderson, the uh, English cricket player who's 41 and still playing cricket and is playing today, um, which is true um, if you are listening to this on Friday, Saturday, Sunday, or Monday. Um, in the fifth test against Australia at the Oval, and also happy birthday to Christopher Nolan, the film director whose very recent uh, product Oppenheimer is in cinemas now, and also directed films such as Interstellar, um, In Inversion, what was that one called with Leonardo DiCaprio? Um, oh, I didn't get it, it was too clever for me. Inception, that was it, and um, the Batman trilogy, and Memento, and Tenet, um, probably some others, but I can't think of them right now. Interstellar, yeah. 
my oh no, I was thinking Michael Bay. Anyway, happy birthday, Christopher Nolan and Jimmy Anderson. And thank you very much for tuning in to this episode of the Ben O'Clock News. My name is Benedict Esdale, and as always, you can contact me or any of the Ben O'Clock News team at thebenoclocknews at gmail.com. Very much look forward to hearing from you and your news and anything that has been going on in your world, be it big or be it small. Uh, perhaps you found a five pence piece or perhaps you won a Nobel Prize, both of which uh, can make or break your day, hopefully make. Um, I think that every time I see a cat, that's a great day. So um, hopefully you've seen a cat today or you will tomorrow. Um, But otherwise, thank you very much for tuning in. Goodbye. (laughs) 